Carla. And I'm Sarah. Welcome to Creative Reboot. So we have another amazing guest this episode is the brilliant Becky Scott, who's the founder of Misfits Workout. Misfits Workout is dance-inspired exercise classes for those who don't feel at home in the gym, but it's so much more than that as well. Um, hi, Becky. Welcome for, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us. I can't even speak. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Thanks very much, Carla and Sarah, for having me too. Hi, it's lovely to meet you as well, Becky. <laughs> lovely to meet you too. Cool. So we'll, we'll throw you straight into it. In the deep end, let's t- tell us a little bit, first of all, about who you are and what it is that you do. So I'm Becky. Um, and I am a fat fitness instructor. So I uh, have set up my own classes um, that are called Misfits Workout. And I do classes that are open to all, but ultimately they started off with being a space that was safe for people in bigger bodies to move and enjoy themselves without feeling like they were being judged or looked at. Mm, but it's kind of amazing. grown from there to be... Uh, a space where lots of different people who I hadn't even thought of can come along and have a good time. So, yeah, that's what I do. I'm a fitness instructor. My qualification is a fitness instructor qualification, but that is pretty much where the similarity ends, I think. I, I would agree. And I, <laughs> having taken some Becky's classes and fully intending to come back the minute I'm allowed to come back to real ones, the <laughs> um, minute, minute COVID is over, um, I would say that joyful movement is, is how I would describe your classes. Like they are just, they're about moving because it's it's an amazing thing to do, a fun thing to do rather than having mm. any kind of ulterior motive. I mean, there are obviously plenty of exactly. other benefits, but yeah. the, the the main motive is, is definitely joy and I love it. It's just a really wonderful, and it's a really lovely community that you've created, which I think is possibly Thank not you. possibly well possibly what you planned possibly not but um it is a glorious community and it's really supportive which well, is lovely I mean I, I don't know if I planned it like I kind of I remember when I first started I was talking to a fitness instructor whose classes I used to go to and I remember her saying to me at that point which was really early on I just qualified and she said to me like it won't be long and you'll have your like regulars that like your real supporters you know a handful of people that will be a part of everything that you do and thinking oh will I go I don't know if that will happen but I absolutely have and not just my face-to-face classes in Colchester in Essex I've also now got some like regulars who join me online um who are just as much a part of the community as those people who were coming to the hall so it's yeah like it's been really lovely to kind of see that grow in ways that wasn't really planned I like I might have I might have hoped that that's how it would go but I never really kind of it wasn't part of the plan it sort of happened organically and that's been really lovely really lovely oh, I love um, that oh, yeah well. I was just gonna say because part of the reason for training to be an instructor was the fact that I had always been like I'd gone along to classes I'd always been welcomed I'd never really had a difficult time compared to some people that I'd heard who'd you know you hear some horror stories about the way particularly fat people are treated in fitness classes Mm. I'd never had that but I was often like the either the token fat one or like one of very few bigger people that were in a class and there would be kind of the sort of like shared feeling that all of the fat people must be new and sometimes I've been going to those classes for like three years like or whatever and it shouldn't matter whether it's your first class or your 30th class but I always felt like I was I guess to an extent like marginalized I was not part of the kind Mm. of like inner circle I was on the outside um and I didn't want to feel like that I wanted to be somewhere where I felt like I was part of the center where it was for me um and so I thought I'd create it and I thought sort of hoped that there would be other people that would find that space helpful and I have for different reasons some people it's because I'm bigger and they're bigger sometimes it's because they're bored of the like diet culture stuff that goes alongside exercise and they've they just want to move their bodies and not have that side of things sometimes it's just a confidence thing and they don't they feel awkward or they would feel anxious going into an exercise space I've got a few people like that who have said they feel happy coming to my classes um and yeah that's and and it's been it's yeah it's been surprising to me but really lovely that it's and it's helping people when they keep coming back 
that's the main exactly. thing isn't it that yeah absolutely exactly, yeah. yeah I know you say it's been surprising but I mean for as someone who is also a fat girl you know and has had those gym experiences where I've been so mortified that I've not gone back um uh, to me it's not surprising that it's done so well because there, there is clearly a space that that you needed to fill to 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 you know for people to actually have a spe- safe space to go to and feel comfortable about because it is that, that perception isn't it if you're a fat if you're, if you're the fat girl in the gym you obviously can't be fit mm-hmm. and, you know I mean I remember I used to do I don't know if this is going back a few years now but there was a, there was this women's gym it was called curves and you did like these um uh circuit oh, like circuit type things oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I used to go there every week and the, the first week I went there uh, and the woman said to me she said look, she's, she, she turned around to me she said you might be big she said but you've got some serious stamina you can keep going and going I was like because I am okay yes I'm big but I'm quite strong you know and I actually enjoy doing it as well but when you always you're always made to feel like oh if you come here you clearly you're, you know it's because you need to get thin and you need to get fitter then it, for me, it used to put I me think off. it's also. I mean, for me, I've had similar experiences, and also the um, there's always the tone of surprise um, mm. when they when they realise that actually my body does basically anything I ask it to, yeah, and definitely. they look at you and they're like, but you, do, mm. but but you, and and I mean, I've even had. Um, I mean, not my close friends because they're great, but I have had acquaintances that will say to me, oh, but but you're, and you know, they want to say, but you're fat, but they don't want to say it out loud, and I'm like, yeah, I'm fat, but I can also do this. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. I love telling people that um, I'm a fitness instructor. It's great, like, yeah, particularly in real life. Like people can hide it on like online but in real life sometimes people think it's a joke because I, I mean can, I can hear your smile as well it's amazing. <laughs> I just love it like sometimes I because it's my that's I mean this is really my side hustle it's not my main job but it's much yes. more interesting than my main job so yeah. sometimes when people ask me what I do it's the first thing I say and I love it because they think that I'm going to go ha ha jokes but no but actually no, I really am yeah. yeah and one of the things yeah. that I love most about your classes actually um is so I'm not the most flexible like I'm fairly strong my body does most things I ask it to but there are things like touching my toes just don't happen and mm-hmm. one of the things that Becky does in her classes is she adapts every move so there will be a move that she does and then there's like a higher intensity and a lower intensity version of basically everything and I love this because it's just built into the class and for me this means that there's never any judgment if you go for so if you're feeling like you want a high intensity you can do that I actually don't know if that's the wording you use Becky but that's what it felt like to me yeah it pretty um, much is and it is about something... what you feel like not about what, what you feel the like most you yeah. can do so if you yeah. feel like doing yeah. something but actually if you're having a bit of a you know a quiet day or you're a bit achy or you can you can do the lower one or you can do the medium and it it just feels no one is judging you because at any one time you've got different people doing different versions of the same move and that I haven't really encountered that anywhere else and it's amazing so mm, that is good yeah, yeah really really good and the and the idea of like starting with the basics like starting with the one that every that most people everybody will be able to do and then building up from there rather than going to a class where it's do what you can so this is what everyone else is doing they're st- star jumping and burpeeing or whatever yep. and you can adapt t- to your level yes. it's more mm. like we'll all start with the simplest le- like least uh, complicated version just the feet usually is where we start and build up from there you yeah. can jump this bit if you want to or keep walking it out and that and kind think, of thing and it's and that feels nice and people and feel included that's probably mm. why people keep coming back as well because it feels doable I mean one of my very worst um so I've danced all my life as you both know um but one of my very worst experiences is when I stupidly so I used to go to a dance studio in Covent Garden and I went one evening after work when I was still working in London and they didn't have my class wasn't running and they were like oh but there's an advanced jazz class I'd never done jazz but I was like no I'm advanced in everything else I'll give it a go so I rocked up <laughs> and I went in and, and then the woman said oh you know do you have any experience and I told her and she was like mm, okay maybe maybe go at the back so you can follow people and I'm not joking I did like half a minute and then just sat on the floor and cried it was horrendous because <laughs> I just couldn't follow it and it wasn't what I knew and 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 she obviously couldn't stop and I wasn't expecting her to stop her class for that but it it put me off going back because it was such an awful experience and I think I had um, a moment yeah. similar to that actually like I was part of a street dance crew and actually like very much included in that I was bigger than most other people but I wasn't the only plus size person involved mm. um in fact one of my kind of inspirations for doing what I do was in that street dance crew and oh, cool. um so I felt I've always felt at home there but we did um like a couple of workshop sessions where we did floor work so it was all on the floor and I did we did one particular day and I think I was already having a bad day anyway 
Um, I can't remember what was going on, but there was a bit and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get from being on the floor to standing up easily and comfortably. It felt awkward. I didn't feel graceful. I didn't feel like I was dancing and I felt like my body was letting me down. And I ended up like literally walking out, going home. I like burst into tears and just left. And like that, and that was with people that I felt safe and comfortable with mm. so going into a new class I can't imagine what it must have been like Carla it must have been it was awful. well I mean there is also I mean I don't want to stereotype but um I have never really been much much smaller than I am now um and it was full of very skinny dancey London types who are very nice but I also felt I felt I felt off from what I looked like and, and and from what they were looking at me like as much as that I couldn't do the steps and I had obviously overreached myself and I have learned my lesson but yeah so I I agree I, I, I'm a big fan of this starting with starting with what everyone can do because it makes it more inclusive and as you say you can always develop it but it gives you that that safe space yeah. and um yeah I think it's and there magical. might be people that will come to my class and decide that it's not enough for them that they're looking for more that they want a higher intensity and we I have had a few people in that situation including friends um, and colleagues so people that I'm quite close to yeah but that is absolutely fine like if it has been like the thing that has got them through the door and back into exercising and they decide that it doesn't work for them like I'm not going to be for everyone and actually there's plenty of stuff out there that would meet their needs like what I'm doing there isn't there isn't a lot of that so I'm not I'm not willing to kind of up my game to be like everybody else like that's not mm. what it is so um, what you're saying is that you are the gateway drug to exercise I quite pretty like much yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I might Joyful write that exercise. down Carla I like that that's a good one I like that because like exactly. like well, it is because it's people that may not and I know quite a few of your um so there's actually quite a few people who I'd sort of known and then didn't know and then bumped into at your classes and in your groups and stuff which is lovely and um, and I know some of them like me have actually never done sustained regular classes because it just hasn't fitted and mm. suddenly you do if it means that they do that for a while and then they move on that that's an amazing thing that you're doing so there's no need to to match what other people are doing because that's that's a gap that I think wasn't filled before I, I also yeah. just to kind of interject there it's not necessarily even about how much you can do it if, you, if you're giving people enough confidence to go back into these kind of spaces and because they can see then that they can do these things it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks then that is worth its weight as well you know that's for me that was all that was the hardest thing I, I started going back to the gym last June I think it was when they opened up here um and that was the first time in oh, <coughs> decade maybe <laughs> a long time um but the, the thing that attracted me was the fact that I went in there and there actually there were big signs up saying no judgment this was you know it was a, a judgment-free space and that for me was a big attraction it wasn't about how much I could do or get it was it wasn't even really about the getting fit it was the being somewhere and moving and my, I go with my husband and he always says look we've just done more we've not done a lot but we've done more than if we've just been sitting at home on the sofa it's, it's yeah. about getting that movement and getting the confidence to go and do that again and I it think, feels as well. good afterwards but I think that's the thing that I was missing before does it does it really no uh, well I, okay I don't go to the gym I'll be Sarah honest. I think you're doing the wrong thing if it's not feeling good <laughs> while feeling you're doing good. it you need to try something else like seriously um like I I understand where you're coming from and if it works for you and you enjoy it then that's fine but it is possible to enjoy it whilst it's happening and I tell you what that was a revelation for me too that the is a revelation idea, yeah the yeah, idea that me. you can get your heart pumping like I genuinely feel like when I when I'm dancing and I go to dance classes the ones that I really like I can't believe that the hour's gone like and and I speak to people that are like oh it's you know it's worth it because I feel good at the end and I think if it doesn't feel good when I'm doing it I'm not doing it and I now like mm. apply that to everything so I tried a spin class I hated it I, if it hadn't have been a dark room I would have walked fan. out <laughs> oh you're a brave lady I, I did angry. one I'm never doing I another was, one I was so angry with the instructor that they lied like they were like give it 10 out of 10 and I was like giving it 10 out of 10 and then she's like dial it up and I'm like I'm giving it 10 out of 10 it's not 10 out of 10 then is it <laughs> and I was like I was fuming and like genuinely if I could have walked out and if I wasn't going to have been embarrassed I would have left because I just thought this is just so not for me whereas I've done other classes where I felt out of my comfort zone and it's been fine mm. but like genuinely if it's not feeling good while you're doing it it might be that that's fine for it's meeting other needs, but like 
try other things would be my advice. Like come okay. to a class. <laughs> I'd love to. Unfortunately, it would involve getting on a plane, but you, you know, can, you can fine. do it online. But, I do have oh, online yes. classes. Ah, yes. And, what time at the do moment, you do they're all online. Well, at the moment, they're all online. But um, okay. I do. So we do live classes that are at seven p.m. on a Monday and a Wednesday UK oh, time. That so work. that's could work but also i got like i have class passes so you can sign up and attend all of the classes during the class pass period which is like basically per calendar month but then you get access to the recordings of the videos from the live sessions so i've got a few people where the time zones don't quite work but they can have access to the recordings so this is what i think i need to do because despite living what four minutes away from you in real life Becky? <laughs> yeah. like the time zones are not working because no, i just don't live on a normal time so oh, has her own time zone that's like different from everyone else o'clock in the morning yeah. get my music exactly on i get my, my emails from you me. and wake up at six and think i could reply now she might still be up, <laughs> she might still be up. <laughs> i only ever see it from that side yeah yeah definitely no that's actually i'm pleased to hear about that because that's something i've been i've been avoiding all all the classes i normally go to um i've been avoiding because i just seven in the evening i'm kind of just getting into my creative stride don't want to stop so yeah so tell us a little bit about your um kind of your journey or your creative journey and your journey into this like what made you like I can hear uh, hopefully people can hear I think they can but we can certainly see um your passion for it it lights you up it's one of my favorite things about you actually (laughs) um so um and for full disclosure um becky and i did a shoot together in the summer and it was just one of the most it was actually my first one back after covid and it was the most joyful thing because we just giggled all the way through it didn't we (laughs) it was a fun day but yeah so we we know that that we, we we i can hear how much you love it but what what pulled you there in the first place how did you how did you get from from before to founder of misfits workout so like the seed was planted a really long time ago so i don't know i don't know which like weight loss diet i was on at the time but i was on one of them one of the many um and i started going to um i signed up to a fitness class that was through the adult community college um and basically what i'd signed up for was an old people's dance class amazing (laughs) Um, but it was lovely. It was it was called Exercise to Music and it was I can't remember if it was beginners or intermediate or what it was. But essentially it was a keep fit class for um older ladies. They were all like sixty plus. Um and there was me and one other person that obviously hadn't read the brief correctly. And so we went <laughs> along to this class and it was lovely. Like the routines were lovely, it was really nice. Um we danced to a lot of Michael Bublé. It was good fun. Oh, I'd paid for the term, like I'm in it now. I'm going to do it. And towards the end of it, the instructor had said, like, you've got a real, like, passion for it. Like, not passion. I don't know what she said. Like, but she basically said, oh, you could be, you could do this. You could be an instructor. Like, I'm not that far off retirement. Maybe you should think about it. And I was like, okay, no. (laughs) Not particularly confident or anything at that point. And just was like, so she'd said it. And I was thinking, like, I think this woman has like I don't know what she's thinking but no that's not (laughs) this is not my future and then carried on with my life you know as you do and then after that I guess I kind of at some point the planets aligned and I started to realize that like diets were bullshit like they weren't doing anything uh for me they were bringing me no joy they would I was spending all of my time counting calories or meal sizes and at the same time started to follow some like plus size bloggers on Instagram and stuff that I began to realize that these women were confident beautiful and like holding their own like they they didn't give a shit really um basically like these bloggers were like literally just being incredibly awesome and like giving no shits and I was like my god I didn't know this was a thing I didn't know this was how we were allowed to be like I thought fat was bad and I had to hate myself forever Mm. um turns out that wasn't true and I was like this is this is huge guys (laughs) like come and have a look at this so like and then started to kind of read a bit more into kind of the anti-diet stuff and that kind of thing whilst also still dieting and you know pursuing fitness in the traditional sense um and then I kind of started going to classes that I really enjoyed which happened to be Zumba at the time um and started to sort of add more and more but kind of realized that it wasn't really making a whole lot of difference to my physical appearance but I enjoyed it so I thought I'll keep doing it so I kind of added a bit more and a bit more and then realized I really really liked it and started sort of 
blogging about my fitness experience and about how I was benefiting from exercise and being fat in fitness spaces and just sharing the experience kind of generally um, and sharing it because you know sometimes people do that kind of thing um mm. and off the back of that I then became a this girl can ambassador for Essex for the like local county they were looking for people to kind of you know inspire people to move basically so I thought I'm kind of doing that why not put myself forward um and from there I then had an opportunity to get funding towards doing a qualification which initially again I was like oh you know I don't think this is for me um but I went to one of the this girl can festivals that they did they were looking for instructors and I got the people whose classes I go to to instruct at that and I thought this is really cool like this it seems like something I quite like to do so I decided that I would do it with the aim of qualifying in order to teach at the next one like I thought amazing what's the worst that can happen so I did so I'd signed up to teach it the following year before I was qualified <laughs> oh, oh wow that's incredible and I qualified in April before and I think the session was in June so I qualified in April which was a little bit later than I'd hoped I'd hoped to qualify around Christmas it took a little bit longer um and then I did two practice sessions um, and then did this festival wow. to like it's still the biggest class I've taught like 50 oh, 50 wow. odd people in the room um, and literally I hadn't like I'd never done how, a paid class how did that feel did that was that terrifying and exciting and exhilarating all of the above like how I was that had some advice once from a friend of mine who's also now an instructor interestingly but at the time she was um she does like pageants and she's also a plus size blogger and she like I was like how do you do it like where do you get the confidence from and she's like you just fake it till you make it and yeah. I had that and I thought if I go out there like I look like I know what I'm doing people will believe that I do and they did, they did. <laughs> and I've pretty much con continued like that ever since it's all just like none of us really know what we're doing but if you do it with confidence and you smile people seem to like accept that that. <laughs> that might be the biggest secret of creativity and running a business is is actually we are basically all making up as we go along or at least exactly. in my experience so far that's that's it the case kind so of ties into that from yeah it ties into that um, doing that thing before you're ready, isn't it? Yes. You know, we've talked about this before. It's, it's which certainly sounds like that was the case for you. You know, signed up for it before you'd even got a qualification, and I think I think it's amazing. It's just that is fabulous, wonderful. Yeah. So that's how it started, really. And when I got the funding for the qualification, the deal was that you had to, like there was no kind of like service level agreement or anything like that, but it was that you had to do you had to use it. So that's when I was like, you know, you had to support people in Essex to exercise. And so I thought, well, that's what I'll do. I'll get this qualification. I'll do one of these festivals. And then that's me done, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's me done. But there's obviously oh, more. Famous last words. Here we are now. Famous last words. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, and yeah. I was trying so to what, think. So I John, remember so, that. That was a couple on. of years ago, I reckon, wasn't it? So more, I, maybe more. It was no. It was only so. It was the year before last. So it was 2019. Oh, that I okay. Did that. Okay. So wow. It's, okay. I've, it's still really new. I haven't even been qualified for two years yet. That's how new this is, which is ridiculous wow. when you think You've about. You've done so much in that time. <laughs> like you are. She. Like you are. You are a constant source of inspiration because it feels like every time I look at the internet you've got another thing that you're doing or a new thing that you've I'm just like where is she finding the time to do this it's amazing and the energy um, <laughs> and the energy and the energy um and it has just grown and grown hasn't it really and when it you look has, back at, yeah. at when you kind of very well that story you've just told us did did mm. you have any inkling at that point that you would keep going or did you really think that was it you'd, you'd get it you qualify you do the festival and you just kind of stop so I did that festival and then said right I'm going to launch a class and see how it goes so we started in the June and I said I'm going to do it until Christmas and then if it's not working by Christmas I'll stop and then I'll go back to being in the street dance crew that was the plan so um but it grew from there in the September I went to um a gig with the um the um oh god what was it called it was um it was body body pussy panda did like a show she oh, did oh i remember yeah like it was um the it was a i can't remember what the title of it was but i went to her show and she had like a meet and greet that you could pay for and i was like 
might as well meet her why not and I told her about my classes and I gave her a poster and like just told her a little bit about what I was doing and she um put it on her stories afterwards and Uh... so that was quite a big sort of jump in like people knowing that I existed and I got quite a few people that came along from that um so and then there's been a few other opportunities along the way like that that sort of helped boost it but again it's like you don't if you don't ask you don't get um, absolutely. absolutely and she didn't have to like she could have just put the poster in the bin and carried on with her day she, and i think she's also fine. relatively local i'm pretty sure she's also also she's an very local. Girl, isn't she, she so, is, yeah um, a friend of mine really, used yeah. to teach her oh because cool, <laughs> we, we, i did we did um in fact i wish i'd known you at the time and i might still i might still co-opt you at some point for a mermaid shoot but um we did a mermaid shoot with her years ago and um i was really surprised when she said oh we can meet here it's quite close and i was like oh you live much nearer me than I thought you did. <laughs> that really cool. But that's really, really lovely. And actually, I think that probably ties in something Sarah and I bang on about quite a lot on here is um, knowing your direction so you can move in that direction. Like if you know roughly where you want to go, even if it's kind of quite vague, but it's a direction rather than I could do any of these things. Um, it means you're more primed, I think, to take those opportunities when they come. Yes. Like I say, if you don't ask, you don't get. And you're a wonderful example of if you do ask, sometimes you really do get. Which Great awesome. things can happen. Great things yeah. happen, yeah. Yeah, totally. And if there's opportunities that seem like they might be opportunities like what's the worst that can happen that's what I think if I do these things and they don't come to anything and there have been things that I've done that don't end up like making a huge difference but if you're sort of spreading the word and planting the seeds it's amazing what opportunities come up Mm. um and and that's what I think I I don't really have a big vision I kind of just like think what's the next little problem I want to solve and how do I solve it um rather than kind of I don't have like a a vision or a business plan or really any kind of bit well I, well that's not 100 percent true i've got some ideas of things i want to do but i haven't really got um i think for it fully planned out or mm. like a, i haven't got a five-year plan like i didn't have a two-year plan and look where i'm at <laughs> i think five-year plans are overrated because every time i've tried to make one life has thrown me a massive curveball and sent me off in like the opposite direction so i did a one-year plan and then anymore. a pandemic oh, yeah. happened so. <laughs> sarah never plans then then i was like you should do some planning so she did some planning at the end of 2019 then we had covid and i'm not yeah. sure if she's yeah. ever going to plan again no i don't <laughs> No, I have, there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did kind of have to throw it all out after, you know, when I realised things were changing after six months and, and made a new plan. But that, I, I prefer the shorter term plans now rather than the big long term ones. Yeah, so, I think yeah. so as well. Actually, and I, I think... like when COVID happened, I was had just started doing a second class. So we'd grown um, and had we started obviously in January and then got to March. And I haven't been back to that venue since then. Mm. Like... Uh, so Wednesdays that were at this hall are now not they're Wednesdays online and that is almost like as much of a community as we had then but we've got I've still got people who came to those classes for those three months that are like I'm really looking forward to coming back and I think that's amazing like we've not been there for seven months but they still can't wait to get back there get back yeah and there is something really I I mean your online classes are fab but there is something lovely about being able to go somewhere and have that Mm. kind of like time for you I think in in a a week it's that that kind of little bit of time just to focus on yourself and feeling good which is really lovely so Mm. yeah Yeah. and uh, yeah being somewhere different is nice and yeah, particularly the moment where we don't get to go anywhere different. Yeah. <laughs> so the um the, the question I'm I'm dying to ask is, did you have any intention of doing online classes before COVID? Was that ever in your kind of vague plans or very vague? Like I've I haven't got I've got a new I'm in my new journal, but in oh. my old journal, in my page about like what my long term plans were, I've kind of like got online classes question mark sort of ah, there. So it was kind of little in the seed of in the back yeah, of the mind. The then. idea well it kind of fit, I always thought that it kind of fits him with the idea that like if it's for people who don't feel at home in the gym that includes people that are not feeling comfortable going out of their houses Mm. so like that fits like if you've got people who are anxious about leaving the house if you can bring an instructor to their house like that's not intrusive um like and but I think what I had thought at that time would be like YouTube videos rather Mm. than doing live streaming classes My neighbour realised what I was doing in the garden. Um, like I had, I have like the tablet up, and I had to, at, in the summer when we could have people in the garden, had like three or four participants in the garden, and then live streaming as well. And he went into his wife and was like, "Do you know what Becky's doing in the garden? Like she's live streaming." <laughs> <laughs> 
his wife, and like his wife is like messaging me going sam's really impressed that you're live streaming from your garden and i'm like yeah i am <laughs> i love that the, the, the way the way we've all adapted in you know with, with what's been going yeah, on is fantastic so, yeah definitely and i think adapting and kind of just sort of like go like literally going with the flow like let's Mm. just let's just try it like the first few classes were not good they were I had the camera at the wrong angle I didn't have like a proper stand I was like fiddling about trying to work out the best way to get the sound to work I bought an external mic and then discovered that the mic that on the machine was better (laughs) you know all of those sorts of things but um it was trial and error and I wasn't promoting it beyond my regulars to begin with um and also I guess because at the beginning it wasn't a long-term plan was it no, no, it was, it was like oh we'll just do this it. in between um and actually I, re- I remember talking to you and I had a couple of other people I was supposed to be shooting in sort of March April time and I actually remember having I've got emails saying we'll sort this out in a few weeks when all yeah. of this is blown over I'll you know we'll rebook and I look back now and I'm just like my god I had no idea what was coming we had no, no. idea did we so it, it was very much a stopgap wasn't it to begin with and then you developed yeah. it over time um but I'm so pleased they've been such a success though because it means that people sort of further afield it increases that reach which is brilliant so yeah and I got to the point where I was like this is like this is here to stay like there were I had some of the people that had like joined that were saying like will you be carrying on with this and I had a few of them and I thought do you know what in terms of outlay like there's not it's not a huge amount of money um I've already got the gear because I bought I had it anyway I bought some of it during lockdown but some of it I already had it's basically the cost of a zoom membership which is not a huge amount and then I've got um like a um a like device an internet thing that i can take with me so and it happens to work in the postcodes of all of my halls oh, I use. From classes so, in future as well so I, yeah and i have oh, done. When we, were, we went oh. back to the hall and i have done that so i've got one hall that i have done quite a few oh, like brilliant. maybe about six or eight classes from and the sound seems to work okay it's, that's amazing we've had one technical hitch on one day and it was really sweet because the um participants took themselves through the stretches at the end they were like what does she normally do now well i <laughs> I'm like desperately trying to get back in oh, and I got back in and um it, I'd recorded it because I was testing to see how that would work so I've got this really lovely little video of them like going and then she does I think she does this stretch next so it was really like and they were like what, what song do we have and it was really lovely I, and um, I managed to get back on and going I'm so sorry I lost you and they're like we're fine we've like stretched we've done. had a little <laughs> chat it was really nice oh that is so lovely that is wonderful <laughs> there's a um Oh, that was going to be one of my questions kind of sort of going forward where would you kind of see this going but I think you've just answered that there by I, I love the idea that it, it's potentially going to be a, a big part of your um sort of the future process of of your of your business but also going back to what you were doing before yeah, as that well. they can come yeah. with us that's what I'm yeah thinking. yeah that's incredible yeah, that I, is like that's the plan to try and grow it in that way also mm. it means that there's flexibility there so for example I've got people either with children or jobs that sometimes finish late so they could pay to come to a class and then if they're not going to be able to get back to the hall in time because they've got stuck in traffic yeah they could log on and join in from home perfect um, yeah. and it gives them a lot more flexibility or watch the recording later you know yeah. like those kinds of things just make it more accessible and that's what it's about making it as accessible yeah. as possible and really sort of inclusive as well of everybody in their situations yeah. isn't it so and I think yeah. of people who have you you know you said earlier about you know being nervous to leave the house but I think there's also there's a, there's a huge demographic of people who just have commitments which means they can't leave the house mm. they would like to get out but they just can't yeah but actually you can probably send you know the kids to their room for an hour to do some stuff yeah. do your class or get the kid to join in you know so I feel like actually that that's an that's a really amazing um unexpected bonus of COVID. that's, yeah. really that's nice one of the things actually, I'm working on next actually oh. is I'm doing my children's uh, instructor qualification with oh. the idea that I can do um sessions for children but also that children can accompany their parents like oh, not for all classes because th- th- it's also it's also about making that safe space that's away from the kids of yes course. of course yeah, yeah. but having that as an option and I'm my plan uh, longer term is to do workshops in schools like secondary schools to encourage um primarily mothers and daughters but it won't obviously be exclusively just mothers and daughters but PE refusing 
children and their parents to kind of build a better relationship with exercise to kind of show them that there are alternatives like you were saying before Sarah about hating doing the actual exercise and feeling the benefit afterwards like going in and saying like there are other things like but also being able to show them as well that you know you don't have to be a a, a, you know a skinny person to be able to do all of these things because yeah. that, yeah. that was that was a lot of the reason I hated PE in school was because I was the fat girl in the class you know and nice I used to, to be picked on so yeah, yeah exactly and kids so, are really awful aren't they unless oh, it was yeah. tug of war I'd get picked early for tug of war it was weird mm-hmm. I got picked <laughs> for the um the boys basketball team and then I dislocated my thumbs <laughs> oh no I was um, like goalkeeper for um the hockey team except not for the school hockey team we had a boy with long hair who got to be the goalkeeper for them <laughs> wonderful not even good enough to be in the girls hockey team oh, replaced by a man. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna have to leap in with with our next question oh, yes it's favorite question i have to say but with all of this going on then what has been your most glorious moment so far oh there's there are loads of like tiny moments of like glory throughout all of it like every piece of feedback I get I write in my journal so I can look back at that and see all of the nice things that people have said or the moments where they've said like I really like what you're doing or this is the first time I felt like I can take part or and I think those things like the personal stories are that's the reason for doing this like that is that's the best thing but as well as that the kind of like that first event the idea of going oh jesus christ i don't know what i'm doing but hey (laughs) why not like do a session with 50 people that are gonna be uh expecting something good for free um (laughs) like that getting through that and having positive feedback from that when i literally didn't know what i was doing made me believe that i had like i had the ability like and I think that was quite a big confidence booster because I thought if it all goes wrong like ah, who's gonna know yeah I think that and I know that was an early win but that was a kind of that was a big win for me and quite a game-changing one actually if it gives you that confidence really early on that's that's something I think a lot of people struggle with well right (laughs) yeah definitely it could be a different story otherwise we'd be talking about something else here today (laughs) oh I I don't know I think this would have snuck through I think it would have snuck through somehow definitely I like I one of the things that kind of strikes me with with all the things that you've you've experienced is that I like the fact that you keep going back to "Ah, what's the worst that could happen I think it's a really good attitude to because ha- actually, whole way through. <laughs> exactly. If you think about what the worst thing is, and you think actually I can cope with that, then yeah, go for it. What's you know what what literally is the worst thing that can happen? I've made some like really stupid like business decisions that have actually really paid off. Like for example, somebody told me that it would be a good idea to get a trademark, so I didn't really look into it properly, and I realised that misfits would probably not get trademarked. So I just like decided to shove work out on the end, and then realised that's still quite similar to things that have got misfits in, and just like put it in and went, ah, what's the hell? What the hell? Paid the money, kind of then did a bit of like research into it and thought people are gonna like this isn't gonna go through. Like people are gonna go are gonna challenge it, and like that's possible and I could have wasted the money and then it went through and I'm like that is so lucky um (laughs) didn't really do the right kind of homework there and the same with like buying my uh like I started buying merchandise and stuff I wanted to have like size inclusive sportswear which is something I trademarked which I think is brilliant like what was I thinking I trademarked sports bras and one of my friends who obviously went and had a nose went misfits work out sports bras i was like well why not <laughs> why not? I would buy yeah, yeah definitely but we're starting with t-shirts and hoodies but even that like i found a supplier i could only find one supplier that did the sizes that i wanted based in germany with a minimum spend of 300 quid so i just bought loads and thought let's see what happens wow <laughs> and mean, what did a- happen it's, well it's all been fine like they've they exist i mean we have now got problems with brexit obviously that i now mm. can't buy any more so i'm sort of back to square one with that but we have got to the point where we've got hoodies and t-shirts with misfits workout on and everybody wears them very they proudly lush. i love them. mine is in the wash i wanted to wear it tonight but it's actually currently <laughs> on the washing line and it's damp so i couldn't it doesn't really matter it. for audio either you could no, have just said true. you no were wearing really it sitting. and i'm wearing my hoodie. I could have just, yeah no it's true <laughs> although we did say it's all about authenticity what i'm actually wearing is pajamas fluffy jumper and fluffy slippers because it's oh, really yeah, bloody too. cold in my office but um yeah no i i can i can and actually the thing that i love which again runs through all of your work but that size inclusiveness it wasn't me mm. going oh 
I really like that. But will the larger size they do, will that still be a bit tight? I'm not sure. Because that's always the first question, isn't always it? Always the thing I have to check. Those kinds yeah. Of things. Yeah. And it was blissful yeah. to actually be able to look at them and go, okay, well, this one, I want to be able to use it for this. So I'm going to go for a snugger fit. And the next one I want, one I can really laze around in. So I'm going for, I'm kind of between sizes. So I've gone for both uh, or I'm planning to go for both. So I've got one of each. And, um, and just not having to consider that just knowing that knowing that you had the sizes in stock was the loveliest thing so yeah i think yeah. i think this is Thank this definitely a good thing and so. i i want to do i want to do more because i wear the biggest size that i could get and like there are people in my class that are my size and bigger and i feel like i'm letting them down that they don't have that ability to like i can't get um, none of them are baggy on me they fit me and that's fine but i really mm. want to be able to do more and i cannot find a supplier that will go bigger than a 5xl Ooh. so next on the list <sighs> It's like I need to find somebody also the bright colors I can get black but mm. and black has sold incredibly well but I, I'm not I don't you're want not black you're, you're a bright color person yeah. aren't you so, I know so. not all fat people want to wear black all the time you know exactly. we're not going to a funeral yeah. all the time exactly <laughs> so exactly so I want to be able to offer more offer more in that way and but I might have to go back to the drawing board but we've made a start like Definitely. I know that there's a need and I'm thrilled to bits about the uh, the sports bra I know that might be a way off but and one of the things that I've always had been because I've not got massive boobs but I am you know fairly chunky and I have always really struggled when I've gone to buy sportswear because anything that's available in my size is always super baggy and yes sometimes I want super baggy but sometimes I actually want to wear clingy stuff and then when you ask them in the shop they look at you like you're mad and it's like no no don't don't I'm telling you what I want. Don't tell me what I want to put on my body. I will tell you what I want to put on my body. So yeah. I'm very excited for leggings and le I'm hoping leggings are in there. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah, definitely leggings and sports I, bras. And cool I mean, stuff. I don't know how or. Uh, Doesn't like, matter about the how. You'll get there. We'll get there. Look That's what you've achieved so far in, in under two years. Look what you've, I know, you've, you've it's made. Incredible. It's incredible. So um, yeah, no, I'm I'm confident that give us another few years and there will be misfits everywhere. Worldwide, I, so. I reckon so. I did say I was going for world domination that as a joke on my Instagram, and it like <laughs> got quite a few likes. So I think, well, why not? Well, why Do you know not? what though? It's become a, the, this one of the things that I really love, and I like the fact that when you're talking as well, you you talk about you say the word fat, and it's not a you know, oh, they said the word fat. You know, it's not a swear word or anything like that. It's just a word, you know, isn't it? It's just a word, but you're bringing this, just making it acceptable to be whoever you are. You know, and and staying you know keep keeping moving and keeping fit in the meantime i think it's fantastic there needs to be more people like you around there definitely thank you and it is changing like there are there are changes happening i'm yes. not alone in this yeah i i think i might still be the fattest fitness instructor that i have come across but there are others that are plus size um and you know towards the higher end of plus size not all um a size 16 mm. there are some that are larger but even a size 16 there are fitness instructors that are size 16 that have been denied work because they don't look the part and you think like oh, that's I, I want to go in for those job interviews I really want to see their faces <laughs> just but... to make them uncomfortable make, <laughs> yeah. make them think actually make really them think uncomfortable. but um, they wouldn't it would just be a no automatically mm. but like things are changing there are we have got a, a, there are is a growing number of allies that are raising awareness of things around weight stigma and fat phobia and like pointing out what this is like what that means how it looks and what we can do about it and I think that is exciting because if I talk about it some people will never hear it from me because I'm not I'm not like they don't see my voice as valid whereas there are other people that would see a thin person talking about it and wouldn't see their voice as valid so we all need to be there yes. sharing this yeah absolutely it gives it a little bit more kind of clout i think um yeah you know, all of those different voices saying the same thing backed up by science as well like is really it's, it's really exciting so mm, yeah fabulous where are we carla i'm lost um well i was gonna say so i'm now gonna bring the mood down but honestly <laughs> are you willing to tell us what you've struggled with the most and share well, share that i yeah i've written some notes oh <laughs> okay. carry on go <laughs> for it they're not long i've only got two things so one of them like practically is like trying to find suppliers so saying i want to sell this product and then not being able to find it it's really frustrating um it should be easy like it should not be difficult to find clothes to fit bodies like mm. that should exist it that, should that is what clothes are for to fit bodies yeah, yeah right? absolutely so, yeah. yeah um so that was that's been my biggest practical struggle but 
more broadly the struggle has really been like imposter syndrome like feeling like this is i'm out of my depth here i don't belong in this space someone's going to realize i'm a fraud i'm going to get found out like constantly feeling like i'm out of my depth and that i don't actually know what i'm doing as much as i'm like ah what's the worst that can happen behind that there's this other person going what the bloody hell are you doing like, <laughs> it's like you're in my head what, what yes. is this who do you so <laughs> no one's ever gonna come to this intriguingly like uh one of the other episodes in which we recorded last week or the week before i can't even remember oh, that, yeah, I can't um, remember, yeah was with an expert on imposter syndrome and oh, really? it's all about that so listen into so that one when it comes out yeah um but, that, but it, I, that's yeah. definitely the biggest thing. Like it's comforting. It's... it's comforting to me that you feel that because yes. you don't come across as feeling that at all. No, not, that, that is that not the impression way. I get at all. No, no. absolutely. So yeah. it's, it's. I mean, I'm sad that you're. I'm sad that you're experiencing it, but I'm very. I'm very relieved. It's not just me. So you realise when you go <laughs> into you like that. um like particularly female entrepreneur spaces that it is really very common like mm. it seems to be a lot of people have that feeling mm. um and I've there is there's something about it that kind of like helps to keep your feet on the ground and not get too carried away um but it's trying to balance that and i wonder if 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 it is really a very female thing or if it or if everyone feels it and it's just that women talk about it more because i I don't suspect it might be that i think it's Mm. probably more prevalent in women because we are taught to be modest and to not shout about our achievement you know there's there's all those things the conditioning from from when we're young I think and certainly for me that's one of those things where I'm like oh I'm really good oh no I probably shouldn't say I'm really good at that it's a a really weird um kind of like you say like a balance between between finding finding the right way to deal deal with it I suppose but um yeah yeah Absolutely. So yeah, that's intriguing. But yeah, sorry, it was such a positive. But it is positive to talk about these things, and that's one of the it reasons is. we started and the y- podcast. But I always feel a bit bad when we're talking about fab stuff, and I'm like, so struggles. I think um, it's but- important for people to realise that they like even when it's like there's a flashy facade, a flashy website, and you know, yes. a great like Instagram reel. That actually, it's difficult for everybody. Like there mm. are things like none of this is it's not all easy it doesn't come easily to anybody i don't know everyone would be hiding it yeah and i think (laughs) if it came that easy everybody would be doing it if everybody i know who said oh i wish i had a business if it was that easy to do most people i know would would have done it and it, yeah. it's not it's not easy to do and not easy to build so we should all be proud of ourselves no and but i think it's all my like first go at running a business i've tried to run craft businesses before and it just never really got off the ground mm. um, so like you know it's not that everything that i touch turns to gold i just happen to have had a good idea yeah. and the kind of persistence and passion to like keep chipping away at it basically and everything's aligned as well yes. it's been at the right time and for yeah. you and for everything and for everybody else really yeah. and yeah exactly yeah but I think it's really important say to have that question in there about struggles it is it's very important for, even for people who do who are doing this who are struggling and not hearing that other people are struggling mm. so then that's where the imposter syndrome starts to come in so if we actually all start start well, shouting about the yeah, things that we're struggling definitely. with and I think yeah. one of the things that always used to really bug me um in certainly in my early um entrepreneurial journey but even still now um is that I would listen to things and people would say 15 years ago I had this awful time doing xyz but they would only tell you about it when they were earning you know hundreds of thousands and they were fine and I was like that's not helpful to me I need to hear about it when you're going through it now because I can't cope with thinking about 15 years in the future because who the hell knows what's going to happen in the next 15 years do you know what I mean so I feel like that that's definitely that's thank you for sharing that is um, yes thank you useful, useful to know um support network I feel like you've got a really interesting take on support network haven't you because you've got um you've already mentioned sort of allies within the industry and you've got Mm. industry support as well as friends and family so can you talk to us a little bit more about that well I mean like I've written some notes about that as well yeah and that's the things I've written down like my family I wouldn't be able to do this without my family my husband is incredibly supportive does a lot around the house in order to like give me the space and time to be able to do this um which you know I wouldn't be able to do it if he didn't do as much as he does around the house it wouldn't be possible um (laughs) speak of the devil (laughs) (laughs) um and like the support yeah the support of my family in general but also um I've got um the fitness professionals that see me as valid and 
take like allowing me to take up space in this industry and supporting me and lifting me up has been amazing like mm. including some like instagram influencers like megan and uh, like tally rye who's um written train happy like she's had me i went round to her flat and we did workouts before covid <laughs> so annoying we have to preface yeah. with that i yes. know yeah yeah <laughs> but, like I, that was an incredible opportunity and she's been really good at kind of putting me and other people within this uh you know within this industry front and center you know she recognizes that she's not in a marginalized body herself you know she's passing thin and she's you know white and recognizes her privilege and that has people like her um, and others in similar circumstances are really kind of making a difference and that has been huge because you know I feel like who am I to be worthy of their support like I feel very blessed to have that and then of course like the people who come to my classes my regulars who come back time after time uh, one of my uh, regulars put me forward for an active Essex award they had like the local heroes for who had like helped people move like keep him moving through lockdown she nominated me for that and oh, wow. like she's always the first to buy any of my merch and all of those kinds of things I've got Aww, several people like lovely. that that are really there and supporting what I do um, it's that kind of thing that keeps you going as well isn't it when you've got when you've got that support yeah absolutely um, mm. and uh, you know I they I do it for them and they are there for me and that's mm. so I'm very lucky I think I've always been a bit of a kind of loner really which will sound stupid because I know a lot of people but I'm not like I don't I tend to keep people at a distance like I'm friendly but like don't let a lot of people in and know really what's going on behind the scenes mm. and I think it's been it's been really kind of sort of humbling almost to see that there's lots of people that have got my back whereas I've always thought like uh, that they haven't so yeah it's been nice and you know I've come a long way in my own like supporting of myself rather than being a self-saboteur you know like I think I love that I absolutely I love that do you know I always forget that we should include ourselves in our own little support mm. networks I think that's you might really be the first important. person to have brought it up actually and I think that's actually yeah. something really crucial that we should be supporting ourselves and and, I, and yeah, being our own best last, cheerleader yeah absolutely and over the last year kind of re- as you know Carla I've really got into journaling <laughs> she's a bullet journal well done well done Um, wonderful (laughs) massively like into it but the kind of like taking that space to be able to really think about my feelings and like be in them rather than like bottling them up and realizing how critical I have been of myself for like my entire life and kind of thinking like who is that serving it doesn't serve me to be like that um I think has been quite big so it's still um, it's still early days but I do feel a little bit more like I can be proud of who I am and still when people say nice things I'll always like shoot them down and go oh no not me I you know but um it's getting easier I'm sort of beginning to kind of sit with it and accept those things more so I think my thing's been learning to sorry to interrupt you you know that's all right I was gonna say my thing (laughs) my thing's been learning to accept a compliment so yeah. when, when people say something nice to you, instead of going, oh, this old thing or that, you know, oh, no, you know, I, I, now it's taken me a lot to learn it. But just to turn around and say, thank you is yeah. actually that's all you need to say, isn't it? Really? My, so. I remember my husband saying that to me, like, you can't take a compliment. And I still do it. Like somebody had <laughs> said something. I was on a Zoom call with um, other instructors and they'd like said, oh, like, and it's Becky of Misfits fame. And I'm like throwing it down and going, oh, it's nothing really. And like, <laughs> I just can't help myself. Like, why not just go? Thanks. Like, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I find I do it because um, deep down I'm suspicious that they're somehow making fun of me. They're not actually complimenting, which is stupid mm, yeah, because no, most I people don't say that. nice things unless they mean it. They just don't say anything Um, and I you know I've had my fair share of trolling and stuff as well so it's not like people are afraid of saying awful things either is it but um there is still a tiny part I'm working on it but there's definitely a tiny part of me that when someone says something nice I'm like "Mm, what what are you trying to get you know am I going to be made to look stupid somehow here yeah so I think my teenage years have a lot to answer for actually probably Mm, for all of us but yeah Yeah. so that's yeah it's intriguing but no that's and it's, it's wonderfully um wonderfully uplifting actually I love hearing yes. the support the support networks because I think none I of do. us none of us exist in a vacuum and actually none of us could do this without support could we no, no absolutely um, not. you know whatever we're doing however much we love it you cannot do it on your own there are days where you really do need other people around you so um amazing 
Yeah. So I think then let's let's jump into uh, offering some advice to people who are listening, because I think that's a really I'm sure you've got lots of words of wisdom for us. So what what really I'm going to wrap this into two these two questions into one, because I don't think it needs to be two. But what advice would you give to our listeners? But also what, what would you have wished that you'd known at the beginning of this journey? Well, my advice would be like, fake it till you make it. If you think that you can do something, like try it and see what happens. What literally, what's the worst that can happen? Mm. Um, and also like, l- learn to take risks. They don't have to be big risks, and none of mine have been big risks. They've always been really small, kind of one risk builds on the other. But take risks, like look at opportunities as opportunities, and mm. like give it a give it a try. Um, and not like blowing like not getting into huge amounts of debt and all of those sorts of things but just like seeing what opportunities come your way and what feels manageable and doable and just try it that would be yeah. my best advice um and in terms of what i would wish i'd known at the beginning i guess it's probably thing like really practical things like someone who understands how business works or what <laughs> how you do your tax return oh i think that comes That's up a, quite a lot that tax one. return is a dirty word in this household at the moment that's one of those things that we were, I, I don't know many especially creative businesses who go into business and and come out of it saying oh well i knew what i was doing when i got into it no i don't think any of us had a clue really no. did we what we were getting into no, exactly. a necessary yeah. evil <laughs> yes like a rite of passage yes yes definitely just one you have to keep doing every year go. yeah definitely oh no that's it fantastic i really love that good. brilliant so that probably brings us to tell us about all your stuff we always mm. say plug yourself and then we always snort in a very unladylike fashion because a neither <laughs> of us are ever going to be ladylike and it just sounds slightly rude doesn't it but fits with us but plug yourself, tell, plug yourself. <laughs> um yet a year later we still say it every episode doing well. um so yeah tell us all about i know you've got lots of stuff going on and you've got some new cool stuff going on so tell us we will we will translate into links to go on um the show notes but but let us know where we can where are you, our listeners not viewers can find you tell us all the things so um yeah you can find you can literally find everything you need to know about misfits workout at misfitsworkout.co.uk with two s's misfits with two s's yes <laughs> miss well miss with two s's yeah fits yes. with just one s but yes misfitsworkout.co.uk and we have got all kinds of things there we've got live classes that you can book onto and then i'll send you a zoom link um we've got free youtube workouts that anybody can do it's a good way to like get a taste for what we do Ooh, in classes um there's workouts of different lengths so there's like a 30 minute workout or you can build longer workouts if you want to um we've also got class passes so you can pay for a monthly pass and come to all of our live classes and see the recordings for that calendar month um and that obviously is quite heavily discounted so it's a good way to do lots of classes um for less money mm-hmm. and i've also now got some misfits merch on the go so we've got our in- size inclusive t-shirts and hoodies um and some new bits and pieces that are coming in the next few days which i um the t-shirts and hoodies are actually uh sold via a mutual friend of carla and i who does them through she's already got a plus size boutique so it's perfect to get her to uh sell our um some of our wares which is great so she's apples and pears clothing and again it's linked from our website um and then we've also i've just recently launched some little like inspirational notebooks that are there there's there's one on its way to you carla but i haven't got stamps yet and the post the post at the moment is very slow you may have noticed i've been hearing (laughs) yes so um but yeah we've got notebooks that have got like little kind of prompts in the inner cover to kind of give you ideas of what to do my mum's using hers as a gratitude journal but there's all kinds of ideas like you can write about how you feel about after you've done movement you can do all kinds of things so they're just like a little um bullet journals and tote bags because we need to carry around all of our stuff 
fabulous so that's pretty much all of my misfits workout stuff and i'm also now um as i've said like around sort of changing the kind of attitude towards fitness started off as on a very small scale just locally for my classes but i'm now involved with other instructors who are trying to do something like a little bit bigger really kind of a national change to the qualifications that fitness instructors do so we are fitness professionals against weight stigma the Instagram is at against weight stigma and it talks a lot about what weight stigma is and why we need to challenge it um, and there's a petition to get uh, Active IQ to change some of the content of their qualifications to make it more accurate in, like update the science in it basically so and that's what that's kind of our new little side project and we're looking to develop some like cpd training for fitness instructors to teach them about weight Ooh. stigma and how to be more inclusive in their practice so that's very fantastic. exciting very early amazing. days yeah, yeah exciting though that's yeah. what i'm up to in my evenings and weekends oh, and and then just answer me this when do you sleep um i <laughs> sleep very, very well but for not very long. Not very long. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> she is an absolute powerhouse. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on, Becky. Thank, thank you so much for your, having me. All your stuff. Oh, that's been um, wonderful. Is there anything we've not covered that you want to sneak in? Oh, yes. no, there isn't anything no. else. No, okay. We've covered everything. Excellent. I'm so pleased. Well, thank you. I hope you guys have also, and you're listening, I hope, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Um, and we will see you next episode. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there.